guys. Uh, welcome back to the Brushback Baseball Podcast, episode number eight. Eight, and probably a couple days late. I'm, I'm glad to see you're alive. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got one out this week because I was very, very ill with the flu um, for about five days. So I thank God I'm feeling great. It's what happens when you turn 30. That, that's what I was saying too. Yeah. I mean, it was my, my body's way of welcoming, welcoming <laughs> me into the thirties. Um, because I, I, I honestly was sitting there going like, Oh my God, is this what thirties like? Like I can't yeah. like fight off like sickness like I used to. Yeah, and, no, that's not what and I never get sick too. So that's exactly what I was thinking. That's not what thirties like. It's a lot worse than that. So you'll, you'll learn to adjust, but, uh, it's really unusual to ever have you miss anything with baseball. So to have you miss uh, like two or three things like in a row, I texted you a couple days ago going, you alive? And it was, no, I'm dead. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was hurting all the way around. Um, I'm just, <laughs> you really take for granted your health that, yeah. you know, when you're, when you're down and out like that. And I think it was, I had a fever the whole five days. I couldn't, not I just was achy chills the whole thing so yeah I, I'm, I'm happy to see the sunlight the last two days what uh what get, gets hit harder you with that flu or uh, Altuve with the Chapman fastball well for 2020 <laughs> it might be it might be Altuve getting hit with the with 105 at his head so yeah I, I want to see that even if it's in Houston I don't know when the Yankees I know that the Astros go to uh, Yankee Stadium in September, so we have to wait. But I don't know when the, the uh, Yankees go to the Astros, but I'm waiting for that one. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, I, I everywhere they go, I'm interested to see. Yeah. It's been interesting this spring, too, because I, I, we talked about it last time. They got hit, like, at the time, like, seven or eight times. But most of them were on off-speed pitches that were accidents. They weren't. They weren't guys wanting to hit. Guys are still going to get hit. So, yeah, it's just a matter of that. How many can can some of the teams, some of the guys from the other teams, how many can they sneak in there without it being too obvious? That's the that's the real question. I don't know. I, I love seeing the guys that have terrible aim to begin with, and then they throw it three feet behind the batter, where it's like, what? It was an accident. It just got out of the out of the hand a little bit. So, yeah. Well, hey, and uh, congrats to us. Finally, we, we, we've surpassed where everybody, like we said from last episode, we've surpassed the seven, um, ep- seventh episode threshold. So we have now... We're above the Mendoza we're above, line. Yeah, of, the Mendoza line. Of podcasts. And uh, to celebrate, too, for your 30th birthday, you got a great new camera. Yeah. Yeah. So we're upgrading. I got, we got a new camera. Partially else for my birthday present. So we got some lighting. You can actually see our faces now. That's um, probably a downgrade. Our, our yeah, viewership's going to go yeah. down. I was just saying, especially now that I'm on the other side of 30, you guys are going to be seeing my wrinkles now. They don't have to look very far. <laughs> so yeah, we got, we got new lights, new, we got some upgraded, upgraded, um, tech and we're learning with it. So, um, yeah. so yeah. I think the flu kicked us, well you, but also kicked the show for a couple. So hopefully this next time we get, I'm happy we got one out this week, though. We're still yeah. keeping one a week, which is good. Get our interviews going, too. Yep. So um, so people can't just look at our faces. Yeah. So what do we got going? What do we uh, What do we missed? All spring episode? training stuff. It's it's like uh, it's like Bill Murray said in Ghostbusters where, you know, when you go out with the flu, all of the baseball gods open up. You got cats and dogs getting along, you know, 
fire and brimstone. You got uh, Bauer and Manfred. Well, Bauer kind of making up to Manfred a little bit uh, in the best way he could, which was he just acknowledged that Manfred said he could meet with any baseball player who had questions and whatnot, and that Manfred was a man of his word. Bauer talked to him about a wide range of stuff in, in baseball. It's the only thing I had to cover, but it was like one of those weird things that just comes out while I'm not talking to you about baseball. Yeah. Um, that was, that, that surprised me. I actually didn't know that until just like right before David got here. Uh, and he told me about that and I had no idea. So that's, it was, it's interesting to see. And it's good of, good of Manfred that, um, I'm, I'm glad that the two of them were able to sit down and, and kind of talk it through. Yeah. And, and it's good too. That I wish I was a fly on the wall on that one. I know. <laughs> I don't know how awkward that probably was like in the beginning, but I bet you there they uh I bet you there was probably some some cool things discussed. But I think it's important too that Manfred does that because it humanizes him to to guys like like Bauer and, and the other players who are meeting with them because uh, we keep bringing it up, but this player union contract uh collective bargaining agreement comes up in a couple of years and if he's just the he's behind this facade of the uh, MLB offices and never meets with players, they can't really get a valuable exchange. And hopefully Manfred understands where the players are coming from too. Well, well, and you know, I feel like with anything, you know, when, when people criticize things and, and, and you might not know exactly where, where he might've been coming from on that, you know, maybe he had, he was thinking of a bunch of different, you know, kind of exhausting all options and right. thinking about everything. And this was the, honestly, the best thing he thought because of maybe some reasons that Bauer doesn't, or, you know, things that weren't disclosed out to the public, maybe that yeah. in Manfred's eye. Um, so, you know, it seemed to appease him from his tweet or yeah. appease Bauer from his tweet. So, um, well, I think no matter what in, in business, I've, I've learned that I, always try to get somebody in a room because that's the only way you're going to finish a deal. If somebody sits behind a keyboard, you know, you can push in real estate, you can push a closing date back a week or two or some piece of litigation back a few weeks. If people are just hiding behind the keyboard, you get people in a room to negotiate, to, to touch, feel each other, you're going to get a deal. So uh, it's important and I'm glad to see it happen in that context. Yeah, very true. All right, talk to me about the other big thing that was going on with uh, Mr. Christian Yelich. Um, Christian Yelich got paid uh, two hundred million bucks, is what with seven years added on to the two years that he had, it totaled two hundred million bucks as a new contract. Um, interesting reactions across across the board. Some people thought, "Hey, he got way underpaid for being Christian Yelich," and then somebody else had a great analysis from a contract standpoint. He's getting paid a seven-year contract two years before his con- his contract is due to be negotiated. So, okay, that was my question. So it actually, it's, yeah, I guess it's an extension. So he, it's really like a, it's continuing on his nine, it's like a nine-year right. deal, basically. And yeah, and if you, the Brewers didn't have to, they could have just seen what the next two years do. And when you look at it, the, uh, the, Ryan Howard contract was extended similarly for five years, like two years before it was due. And you can see how that turned out for the Phillies and their financial constraints. So had they just waited the two years? So there's quite a bit of risk to the team to sign somebody two years before, no matter how good they are. I think Yelich is a guy you're not going to miss on him. 
Yeah. He's like Mr. Consistent and just, I don't know, the way that he plays the game, I, there's no way there. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a bad deal unless he got hurt. At the time, though, I think Howard was coming off of the MVP and you were like, this guy's a monster. So we're going to, I think that was five years, 125. So how are we going to miss on a $25 million deal per year? And they ended up missing the last three years pretty bad. Yeah, but I think, I, I guess in, in, in terms of numbers, I mean, he's up there. Um, I mean, I guess, did he, hit, how many home runs did he hit last? Not last year. I don't know. He hit like 40 something, right? I don't know home runs, but for two years. But I mean, it was like comparable, like Trout's numbers, essentially. Yeah, similar. I mean, he, for two years, he's been basically an eight win, eight and a half win player, which is, you know, absurd. So, I mean, he's as elite, I mean, as Cody Bellinger too. I mean, the two of them were kind of going back and forth all year Hon- last year. Honestly, I, besides the age difference and positional difference, I prefer Yelich's bat as being a lot more consistent than yeah. Cody's is. Love it's Cody. Much, I think it's much more of just an actual like pure baseball swing. Yeah. You know, with less holes in it than I think Bellinger has in his. Yeah. And I don't think there's, I think there's a little bit of psychology with Bellinger too. He gets in his own head a little bit and gets out of his fundamentals. Played against Yelich in the minors a bit, quite a bit, because he was at the, the Marlins. Uh, when I was with the Cardinals in the Florida State League, and we shared a complex, but it was one of those things that we always played each other. Right. So we shared the complex, and man, so I got to watch him like all the time, and he just destroyed us. He's... But I will say this, and if he's listening, I'm sorry, but I I, I had to do I I robbed him of a Florida State League title that he would have had a record. Um, I think it was most hits in a single season. And it was the last day of season we were playing. And he comes up. I think he had already gotten two hits to like tie the to tie the record. Or he was either like one shy or he's like at he was just tied. And his last at bat of the season and this day game, it's all hot. You know, <laughs> if we're all ready to go home. I'm playing second base. Yelich hits one up the middle. And I, mind you, I didn't play like that much second base that year for whatever reason. So I was kind of, I kind of felt out of place. You know, I'd been more at like third the whole year. So he hits this one up and I make the play of my life or like that whole year. And I make this like backhanded, like Jeter-esque play, but at second and I jump, throw, throw him out at first and he was out. Uh, otherwise he would have had that. He was, I'm pretty sure he would have broken, had that record all to himself. So sorry, Christian. I, I'm sure he's crying. Yeah, he's crying into his hundred dollar bill. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he um, he's a player I've always loved. When the Marlins were dismantling a couple years ago, Dude, can you think? I just imagine that they Ozuna, had they had Stanton, Ozuna, Stanton, and, and Yelich, and Jose Fernandez before he decided to go boating. Yeah, um, they had the makings of a great team if they had an owner that you know, could back them up. But the Jose Fernandez thing just set that whole organization back. So yeah, that was tough. Yeah. Very but tough. I really, you know, both Yelich and uh, Stanton were available a couple of years ago and much more than, than Stanton. I was pining for, you know, the other local kid, they're both local uh, in Yelich, just such, just such a better player consistently you know you're gonna have higher peaks with stanton but yelich is just overall yeah. awesome like baseball yeah. player unreal 
All right, let's move on to uh well, let's let's talk about um a a a huge former home run guy who's who's been retired who is wanting to make a comeback as a pitcher potentially. Who's that? Well, not me. <laughs> no, um Jose Bautista. I thought you were you were announcing your comeback. We can talk about that later. Okay. We can talk about that later. But no, let's uh I I've just heard the rumors of uh Joey Bats. Joey Bats, yeah, is supposedly from Marcus Stroman. Uh, who was a teammate with with him in um, in Toronto? I guess they've been throwing together, and he's put a, he's vouching for and saying, "Hey, this guy uh, Joey Bats can throw in a in a major, any major league bullpen right now." Didn't he? Th- I think he got clocked at like nearly a hundred miles an hour from the outfield one time. Oh, I'm sure. Just just chucking it. Yeah, that's different. You get a curl hop, but yeah. But no, I heard he was at 94 or something. So when they went on this off season, whenever they were throwing. But I don't know. I've only seen like video and it was probably like a year ago of him throwing and I don't think it was that serious, but I don't know. Do you think he's going to, you think he's going to actually try for it? Do you think any teams to give him a shot? I mean, either guys figure it out or they don't, you know, uh, Ken Kenley was a catcher for a couple years before they converted him to, you know, now one of the better closers. Uh, I think just some of these guys either have the physical talents and the ability to do it. Or you don't. I mean, you look at Ricky and Keel, obviously, uh, who made it to the majors as a pitcher before, you know, Steve Blass syndrome hit him. Mm-hmm. But let me ask That's a real you, thing. Let me ask you, too. What do you think would be a tougher transition, pitcher to hitter or hitter to pitcher? Ooh, well, I think I think it's tougher going pitcher to pitcher to position player to hitter. Yeah, I think so. Because like just the consistency of seeing, uh, seeing, um, you know, having at bats and, and doing that, like I, what Ankeel did was, is absolutely ridiculous being able to go and do that. And right. at that level, uh, and it's such a quick time too. Mm-hmm. tells you what kind of athlete he was. Obviously he had the arm, but to be able to do that is, is, is phenomenal. Um, that's why you see most guys when, you know, they get drafted, <clears throat> they might be position players and then they might have, you know, that backside uh, safety net that, Oh, they have a cannon so we can maybe put them on the arm if, if they can't hit. Right. But that's such an early development thing that, you know, they switch if they don't. Yeah. I mean like guys, like I remember Aaron Hicks, um, I grew up playing with him, uh, you know, in travel ball and stuff. And he was always so highly touted, but same thing. I think when he got drafted by the twins, I think they were one of the only teams that, cause he wanted to be a position player and he wanted to hit. He didn't want to be, he didn't honestly want to pitch. So even though like out of high school when we were 18, he was throwing 95 and every team I think wanted him as a, as a pitcher only. Mm-hmm. So the twins, I think were one of the only ones that gave him a shot right out of high school and said, yeah, all right, you can go for it and hit. So, um, but I think, uh, you know, that's always that safety, you know, cause if yeah. he didn't, he could have, you know, he could have been a good pitcher. Yeah. I, I, and he he ended up working Look, out. Matt Bush, Matt Bush, yeah, <laughs> disaster um, as a hitter and as a position well, I mean, player, shortstop, first overall the, pick in two thousand three or two thousand. Yeah, for the Padres, and then he goes and Padres decided to go with the local kid, by the way, instead of Justin Verlander. Yeah. Could you imagine the front of the rotation in two thousand six, two thousand eight of PV and Verlander mm. in the Padres? You with a talented core that they had. It, it was a lucky thing for the NL West that they, that didn't end up happening. Yeah. You're, you're, you're saying thank you as a yeah. Dodger fan. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, but anyways, I mean, 
I think that that definitely is the easier of the of the two, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, you were starting to say switching topics a little bit because I cut you off to ask that question. Steve Blass disease with uh, with chucking the ball as a second baseman. You ever have the hip, the yips, the yips? I had a serious case of the yips. My one of my years in in the minor leagues. Um, it's it's such a mental thing throwing the ball millions of times, and it's. I'd be, it didn't really happen much a second. It was, I was playing third base mostly. And I think it was 2012 when I was in the Florida state league. And for whatever reason, like I made like one air or something. I think I made two airs in one game and they were, they were just like regular errors, you know, that was good, that are going to happen. And then like that next game I get in there, like I got a routine ground ball. And then I, th- I was thinking about it for whatever reason. And then I threw it away and it was super routine play. And from that point on, it was like, I couldn't throw the ball the rest of the season. It was a struggle. And it was like everything I thought about then too, was like, Oh my God, we're in the, of course we're in Florida. It's the most humid place. My hands are sweaty. And then like, I'm thinking in between each pitch, I'm like, okay, I got to get dirt on my hands, rub it together, make sure my hands are dry. So that's all I was thinking about. And you, so it's, you it, that's how you know, that. it's such a mental thing, you know? Um, but no, it's a real thing. And it's one of those things that like, I, I, I know that there's, you, know, you work with like sports psychology guys work with like, sports psychologist to like get out of it. I'm sure Ken Revis would probably would have been the guy to talk to, but it, it took me just like not thinking about it. And it wasn't until I got to that. I think that next season and I just totally like forgot about it. I went through the off season and then I was, that was fine. Um, ended up being like really good defensively when I, I every time I played in double A, but um, I was going to ask you how you got over it. Do you remember Playboy centerfolds? <laughs> Major League Two? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to be a baseball fan to understand that reference. Yeah. I'll put a link to it. Um, or no, I'll put a little clip in it. <laughs> um, no, but it's one of those things that you just have to totally take your mind off it and just get back to like, it's, it's just having confidence and not thinking. Yeah. It sounds a lot easier to, yeah, don't think, but when it, yeah. you know. It There's happens. a lot going through your mind sometimes, and it's really hard to, to shut the noise off. And, uh, and, you know, I can make a, I can make a throw to first base, you know, normally hundred percent of the time. And, you know, the easy, the easiest things that you would normally take for granted become so hard. And it's kind of funny too, because that wasn't the first error you've ever, you've no. ever done. So what triggers it to go? This error is different than all the other. I think it's before. because it's when I, for me it was because I had, I was pressing because I was pressing at the plate. I had just started going into a slump after like you know I don't know. So I, I remember I was smoking balls, not getting any results, and then I was pressing at the plate, and then I'd go to the field, and I'd made two errors, like back to back, easy play, and then you know then that happened, and then it just snowballed. So. Another point to, I know that we've, we've mentioned, or I've discussed the importance of the mental game and and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, on on previous episodes. And that's just another case in point, like how sometimes things can just snowball really quick on you. And if you don't have, you know, any routine or process on how to slow things down or stop it or fix it, then, you know, it it can get ugly real fast. And it it did for me that season. Yeah. Well, so that's why, yeah, those, and the guys in the major leagues too, and they're doing it at a much bigger scale too. So another one of those things that I think a lot of people don't really, you know, or kind of take for granted when they're watching at, and seeing how good these guys are. Yeah. You know, they don't really 
fully grasp some of those things like I do, you know? It happens to guys all the time, too. It, uh, uh, Brandon McCarthy, at the end of his career in 2017, he just had a case of the Ips last month. Um, and then they brought him in for one of the games in the World Series, I think it was. One, one of the playoff things. And he's just all over the place, and they had to pull him. But... You know, it happens to everybody. And, yeah. and you know what? It can be nothing with the baseball field. It could be something with the marriage. It could be something that just triggers it. And totally. You're pissed off thinking about whatever while you're on the field. Power of the mind, man. Oh, it's it's. It, just... can, it can help you or it can hurt you. Oh, yeah. So did you hear about the Top Golf uh, tournament that was going on a couple days ago? Or were you out Oh, there? yeah. I, I, I was... Um... Yeah, it was, I think Clarissa sent me the, the the highlights, or maybe it was you. I don't know. I was sleeping. I definitely I was, sent you the trout one. I was sleeping for like three days straight, but I did watch that in between. And yeah, trout just absolutely mashed that ball. Yeah, I think it should be landing sometime in the next couple of days. Oh my god! Anybody who hasn't seen the trout, uh, he went to Top Golf with a bunch of the angels, and just launched the ball way past the netting. Um, and it just disappears into the dark sky. I mean, baseball players can obviously because we're swing oriented right. players, you know, for the hitters at least, um, can be some pretty good golf players if you probably if we probably focused in on it. But you know, like guys like Trout are probably they're just so fun to watch. Do you think you could do something like get over the netting like that? Uh, not now. Maybe maybe back then I could mash it too. When I got it, you know, the same thing. It's like Trout probably could have hit, you know, 20 balls before then they could have gotten, you know, this way, that way. But he, you know, connect with it with when you connect with it and it goes straight like that. Um, you can get into him, you know, yeah. I mean, easily I've seen guys I've watched Garrett. I've, I've golfed with Garrett several times before and he's definitely mash balls 400 yards plus. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see uh, Bellinger's? Yeah, I saw too? his too. I, I was I was laughing because before I saw the video of Bellinger going, I saw a video that he was uh, or a comment a, on a tweet that he was out for the day because of side soreness. And then you see the video and he just goes full berserk on, on a golf ball and going, that's what he did. Yeah. Not, not a good look if you actually hurt yourself. <laughs> no. Did you, uh, when you were in the minors, did you golf more in the minors or in college? Oh, home. never in college. Oh, All in, in the, the minors. minors. Yeah. And I, m- one of my roommates in, um, that I pretty much lived with and played with almost every single season in the minors, uh, his name is Matt Williams um, from Tennessee. He was a really good golfer. The and, giant? Uh, yeah, no, uh, this was minor league, Matt Williams. And he's actually a scout, I think, right now with the Twins. Which shows you what generation I'm from. Yeah. No, I mean, he always got the that same yeah. um, correlation. But no, he was a really good golfer, and we used to we used to golf. I mean, usually every single off day we were golfing, mm-hmm. but we always had our like our apartment was always we you know when we come back from a game we'd always do like games where we'd putt you know down our because we had no furniture right so we set up games where we'd putt in you know down the hall and in the carpet and stuff like that. Um, so, but he you know we would usually play I think every single off game off day, and then I never liked to play during like on the same game day as a, um, that we had a game that night, but he used to, and he used to, I, I used to watch him. He was really good. Um, 
I mean, he'd shoot in the seventies routinely. And I've seen him shoot in the seventies, come back and then go three for three in a game or three for four. And some guys I think just can have that connection. They're so athletic where they can flip that switch and they just know, you know, it's just a, you know, different, different swing plane, different, different, whatever. Um, I don't think I was really able to, cause I think it kind of messed with me mentally, mm-hmm. you know, or if I, if I would have probably like looped up or popped the ball, I'd have been thinking about it the whole, the whole next time, like, you know, shit, was it because I fucking <laughs> went golfing, you know, because now I'm like looping, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, that was me personally, but I, I knew guys and especially like, you know, pitchers, pitchers can yeah. certainly do that. You know, when they're not pitching and, and they can kind of have that liberty where they have more days off like that. Right. Um, and they don't have to think about swinging. So yeah. for the most part. Yeah. I know that there's a certain couple hall of famers that I know about that, uh, used to go golfing pretty much every day is kind of what I read about. Yeah. And usually the pitchers are, you, you hear that some of the pitchers are real good. Yeah. Um, as in really good yeah. yeah it's funny some guys can golf and not affect their swing some guys can show up to the locker room loaded you know on alcohol or drugs still perform so good for them. i've seen i've seen that too i'm sure there's some stories <laughs> but i don't know if it'd be appropriate for this you know i it was always that thing because we has, we used to have like you know you're an adult you can and this is your own career so you know, if you choose to, you know, I'd see guys that, you know, would show up just so hungover and, you know, it's like, well, you know, and, and you're in they're they're in the lineup or they got to do this, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, you're a big boy. And if you choose to do that, you also got to be able to perform that way too. So I've also seen guys that would just show up to the clubhouse. Just, Oh, I mean, looking like, you know, throwing up the whole time, you know, getting to the game, two, three knocks, all good. Just funny. What was the? Not that that was a consistent thing, but you know, yeah, that was kind you don't of have a, to name names, but yeah, I won't what lie. was the uh, probably most surprising thing? Like somebody who looked like they were, like you were last week, coming into the clubhouse, and then what they did that game. I yeah, for sure. Like I remember we. Well, I'm definitely not going to name names, but I basically picked somebody up from the hospital <laughs> that night. I was one of the only ones with a car where we were at in the minors. And I had to go pick him up at four in the morning. I got woken up. They're like, dude, you got to go. You got to go pick up so-and-so. Um, I'm like, oh, great. Uh, so I go pick him up. They come back. And he's, you know, had had been given an IV the whole time. And he's just talking nonsense, the whole thing. And then we get to the thing. And he's just not looking good. <laughs> Basically told our trainer, like, look, I am not going to do any stretches. I'm not going to do any of them. I'm just going to lay on this training table. For the whole time and he got lucky because normally like you can't tell your coach you can't tell the coach that or something like that so um but it would had been like raining most of that day so there was no on the field bp there was only cage bp and it was optional so you didn't have to if you didn't want to yeah, and so was falling for him huh everything was yeah falling. he got lucky so he literally laid on the training table the whole time i think he a couple trips back and forth from the bathroom and then he got in and did well got a couple knocks good for him everybody just shaking their heads you know and everybody knew oh, yeah. what had happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been uh, interesting this spring training, uh, both seeing the top golf, uh, the way the social media happens. But I don't know if you've seen a whole bunch of people mic'd up this spring training compared yeah, yeah, to previous yeah, yeah. ones. I like that. Did you see the Anthony Rizzo one from a couple days ago? <laughs> yeah, with him and Bryant. Uh, well, he was 
they were facing the angels. Yeah. And uh, he, I don't remember who's pitching on the mound, but he's like, this guy's giving me one fastball. I think, I don't know, but can somebody beat a trash can and tell me which way it's going to go? <laughs> Actually, I didn't hear that part, but as I, I, I know which I bet you're talking about, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear him say that with the trash can. That's yeah, funny. And he ended up getting, I think a single. On he that did. So. Because I, I thought I, I had heard him say like, uh, he hasn't really gone trying to go heater on me yet, so that's why I'm going to sit right here. And as he's saying that, he gets the heater. Boom, lines yeah. went into the gap. Yeah, so watch that at bat again. Okay. You'll hear him Earlier. talk about banging in the trash can. Yeah, That was Rizzo. That wasn't Bryant. Yeah, that was Rizzo. that was Rizzo, yeah. yeah. And then you have Bryant who in his at bat, and he's getting up there, and he goes, oh, my God, 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 oh, my God. <laughs> as he ambushes a fastball, lines a foul. Is that for, is that for show? So I, or are you guys sometimes thinking that when you're up there? No, I never did. You can't. You can't be in that mentality usually. No, I, I mean, like, I know, they're messing around not, in a spring training game, but not in spring, not in spring training, of course. Maybe if uh, if if Chapman's throwing at me, or if uh, Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals, those two guys are throwing, I might be saying that. Did you ever feel overmatched any time in college oh, or whatever? Yes. Where you were just like, oh my god, what am I going to do against somebody that somebody would know? Yeah, the second time I faced Cindergarten. Okay. And when I faced, I faced Jose Fernandez a few times, but it was the spring training right before he broke camp or just or right before he was in the big leagues. Um, he caved me on three pitches. Cindergard just absolutely destroyed me in, in high A. And were you just like, what is that just coming past you? <laughs> like It was, yeah. Cindergard, I remember specifically, like that was like, oh, wow. Like, okay. That, that, that was, that was really impressive. Did you know for sure he was going to... It was like, yeah, it kind of was like, it, it didn't matter what he was going to throw. I, I also wasn't seeing the ball very well. Right. I was kind of in a, not really hitting very well at that point too. So that probably helped. But so it was kind of like, yeah, whatever he throws here, I'm probably going to be out. And that's going to happen. <laughs> it is. You're going to ask, at that point, you got to ask the umpire, what... Uh, what could I do? What was that? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of baseball. Yeah, there's some other guys too. I probably remember won't be able to remember too many actually now the couple guys were the Phillies um I remember the in, in high a the Phillies they had a whole like they had three lefties in their staff that just owned me for whatever I couldn't pick up the ball off of them and normally I could hit lefties fairly well and you're ready batter so yeah and uh yeah for whatever reason I could not hit these guys huh. I felt overpowered against them Sure. All three of them ended up making the big league. So I'm sure they they are now again heartened that they know that Tyler Ramatula said that to them. Yep, yep. You're welcome, guys. Their lives are made. I was helping make them look better so they could get to the big leagues quicker. Smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of wish you kind of wish that these guys kind of paid you commission for helping them out. So. Oh God. You know what? Actually, okay. I've never. I haven't said this before, but I've talked about this um, with with some of the guys that I've lived with because I almost felt like. It was good luck to live with me if you wanted to play in the big leagues. <laughs> I'm not kidding because, okay, I'm going to list some of the guys that I lived with who ended up playing in the big leagues. So, or at, at least some of the bigger, you know, bigger names. Like, right. Um, roommate with Garrett Cole, right. which he definitely needed my help. You know, <laughs> he has no talent enough. You know, he for sure needed it to live. He needed to live with me in order to get to the big leagues because he wouldn't have gotten there alone. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Right. So Garrett, you're welcome. Um, then I lived with Matt Harvey and again, no talent. So he definitely needed my help. 
you're welcome, Matt. The Dark Knight. Yeah, The Dark Knight. Um, let's see. Whit Merrifield, um, non-athlete, can definitely he has <laughs> uh, not fast. He can't play multiple positions, so I, he needed my help. So you're welcome. Basically, Whit. a super sub with with a huge contract now. Yep. Yep. Thanks, thanks Tyler. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, let's see. Stephen Piscotty. Um, again. Absolutely not, not hyped up at all. He wasn't a prospect coming out of Stanford, um, had no idea how to hit in the box. So he needed my help again. And we were roommates in, in double a, um, so you're welcome, Steven. Uh, let's see who else did I live with? Um, I know I'm missing a couple guys. Well, Matt it, Williams, you said earlier, <laughs> the other Matt Williams, he didn't, he didn't make the big okay. leagues. He got triple A. So yeah. Um, a couple other guys that I know that I like, I lived with, uh, Jacob Stallings, who's the catcher for the pirates. Now he's in the big league. So, you know, actually, uh, who else do you live with in college besides Garrett? Um, anybody that made it? No, that actually lived. I mean like living with me, like room roomed right. with, yeah, no, just, just him. Uh, Oh, I got, um, my rude, my Rome, my road roommate in double A and in high A was Cody Stanley. Okay. Um, who got to the big leagues as a catcher with the Cardinals. So uh you're welcome, Cody. Um God, that guy. That guy was so funny. That's gonna um, be the uh that's gonna be the the pin to this video is gonna be thank you to all these guys. Yeah, I need I, I didn't get anything from any one of those guys. Not not one thank you. That's pretty rude. Uh, it's bold, dude. I mean, I'm sitting here, I'm thirty years old. And I'm sitting, you know, I, I have a, I have a good yeah, life, you know, a I, I, box. I, 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 have, I live a good life, but you know, I'm not living the big league life right now. Yeah. So I sacrificed all of my potential. I'm sure if those guys could give up, you know, their dreams, they would, you know, gladly I just want to, you know, they could pay it forward a little bit to me. You know, they've, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Or if they want to pay it forward, they can always come on too. That'd be a great thank you. Yeah. And then they can personally give you things. There we go. No, it's funny though. I, I do sit back and I look at some of the guys that I, you know, it's kind of sick from your position to, to well, it. when I, when I look at like guys like, um, you know, like Cole and Harvey, I remember the two of them, like, like those are two extremely elite pitchers. And like, I could say I live with both of them, you know, right. Most people kind of watch them on TV and just go, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh my God. I remember even when I was watching Harvey though, um, in 2013, I think it was when he was the, when he started for the NL, um, the NL all-star game, mm-hmm. uh, you know what he was doing that season. I was sitting there going, Oh my God. Cause he, I mean, he was a good pitcher, uh, when I played with him in the Cape Cod league, but he wasn't, he wasn't like, like he wasn't that dominant, you know? Right. So, um, it, it's cool to see some of those guys, you know, uh, some of your buddies as they progress and you know, you know, some guys are actually going to, you know, they're going to go to the big leagues, you know, Garrett Cole's going to get to the right. big leagues. It's just, you know, when they actually reach like, you know, elite, elite guys. And then you sit back and you go, you know, I grew up playing baseball and idolizing major league players when I was a kid. And it's like, I grew up with some of these guys, you know, kind of cool. That's cool. So, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not giving up on it though. Um, yeah, I, I, I think um, I mentioned this on the last on the last episode and I was half joking, but I mentioned that we got I got a new camera, um, a really nice camera for my mom for my 30th birthday. And I was messing around with it the other day, um, yesterday, 
And I mentioned that I have a good knuckleball. Mm-hmm. So I'm like half joking about like making a comeback as a knuckleball pitcher, but I'm also like, I, I kind of want to do that. You've got the arm strength for it. Well, think about it this way too. Okay. I, I'm going to put some, I'm going to put some links to my knuckleball uh, mm-hmm. on the video in slow motion. And I'm going to try and work with some of the settings to get it to be a little bit clear, but you know, just enough. And mind you, I'm only th- like when I was doing it yesterday, I was throwing with my son. So I'm not throwing it that hard. I'm not throwing it very far, but I know I have a good one. Um, I'm going to get out there today and I'm going to throw. So hopefully I can get some footage, but you know, I'm 30 years old as you know, I just turned 30 and I don't have the wear and tear on my arm. A knuckleball is a pitch that doesn't, you know, take a lot out of your arm because you're not throwing it as hard. Um, so I have a fresh arm and let's say, okay, let's just, who needs Scott Boris? You're your own best salesperson. That's, that's right. Great. Well, let's think about this though. I, let's say, I, I mean, we got to be realistic. Like I'm not in playing shape right now. My arm's not in like, right. I mean, I'm this in decent gone. shape, but like, let's say that, yeah, let's say that I started now and I started working out and I got onto a spring, I got a spring training invite to work my way through the minor leagues, but I'd be 31 then. Let's say it takes me two years because they're going to probably want to test me early since I'm old, right? Old. <laughs> well, in baseball years. Yeah, no, seriously. In baseball, in baseball years, years, I would be I'm ancient because by the like time 80% you're... 80% retire by that age. So. Yeah. And I mean, you're 25. You're starting to be old in the minor right. leagues. So, you know, let's say that it took me two years if they tested me early often kind of pushed me and I How did okay. How would they okay. test you? Just, just... Well, I mean, like I would definitely have to work probably through like rookie ball and and some of that, but I think that I might be able to progress a little faster mm-hmm. possibly. Let's just say it takes three years. Okay. Um, I'd be 34. Right. And I'd have so many bullets left in my arm and I'd be throwing a knuckleball. I mean, and, and that's a pitch because your arm doesn't take, you don't have to throw that hard with it. You can throw into your forties. Yeah. So you could sure. still, I could, you know, they could still get almost 10 years out of me. Think about that. You could almost get your 10 league service time to get your, your pension. My pension. Too. That's smart. I know. Go do it. Is it. So you're making the announcement now? Officially? You know, it's a tentative announcement. I um, There's one person we I got to talk to about this. We gotta, no, you don't need to talk to her. <laughs> what, what, if, you, if you do that, it's going to be a no. Well, not, it's not necessarily. Like, it's, not like, it's not like you have three kids. So. Yeah, and another one coming. So. <laughs> Yeah, and my wife is pregnant with another boy coming, so a baby, <laughs> baby coming in May. So, got an entire infill. You know, it, I'm not. You know, I think, I think I could do it. Oh, no. You know, personally, I would. You know, if there was something that was my dream, I would do it. So, well, if that's the push you needed was was to say end this show, then I'll I'll, I'll take a hint. Hey, well, I gotta get I gotta get to my practice. I gotta go throw my son's here with me. He had minimum today or minimum day today, so he and I are gonna go to the field, and I gotta I gotta get my my throwing program in. All right, well, go do it. <laughs> no, I mean I say it half joking, but I almost like I, I'd really want to see if I just like stopped everything and yeah. literally not stopped everything. Obviously, I would still with be something a like a knuckleball. Would you have to? Would baseball have to be your life again, like eight hours a day, or or? Is it a little bit different as an older pitcher? Maybe I think I probably, yeah, I think with a knuckleball, 
it would be more about getting the reps in of the feel of being having having the release point consistent because I mean I think right now I'd say just off of, of a rust a rough guess of me playing catch with it or throwing like if I threw a bullpen with it right now I could throw a good one probably like seventy five percent of the time around there and which is definitely not good enough to right. you know. what are you gonna mix it in with you can't throw well, a purple every time no I and that's the thing I I was a decent. You know, I stopped pitching as soon as I got to college because um, I just focused on being a position player. But you know, when I was at high school, when I was at eight, when I was eighteen, my senior year, I touched ninety four, and that was me being five ten, a hundred and um, hundred sixty five pounds. So, and I know that I, I always had an arm. I, I had a really good arm, so I know that I could throw harder um, if I worked, if I kind of more conditioned my arm like it. And I never did, so. I really would have liked to see that. So, but I know that I could, if I worked toward it, you know, I could, if I mixed in, you know, a low nineties fastball or something like that, and maybe a decent little slider, you know, yeah, do it. I, I'd be supportive. I don't care. Sweet. As long as we can, do I the could show still do the, the pro. I, I could definitely do the podcast from the road one it. day a week. I know. Right. Yeah. And then I can give everybody updates on how, you know, how it was gone. Go with it. Yeah, you could have like a sequel then to the rookie. We might need a little. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, I, so okay, to pitch it to my wife, we would have to first. I'd sit down, and she's never seen. I don't know if she's seen the rookie, but I would. Watch, I'd we'd watch that movie as a family first, and actually, I don't think my I, uh, my boys have seen it. So okay. we'd sit down and watch it as a family, and then after all that happened, and they show him making it to the big leagues, then we can talk about it. You should definitely not do that within the first three months of a newborn kid. Yeah, though. yeah. So no, wait, well, look, I gotta okay. make that decision. Spring training, twenty twenty one. That's a whole year away. Right. Well, you got. And prep by that long point, before that, huh? You got. You got well, yeah. Long before that. Right. But like we we're saying, I don't think that the actual prep and like you know, yes, I do. I'd have to like get into shape and on a throwing program and, and release point all that you know. I have to put that work in, but I don't think it would be as necessary, you know, as strenuous as trying to be like just a regular bullpen pitcher. Well, you better tell her before, um, before this thing airs. Cause if she catches wind of it, she doesn't listen to these. So yeah, but somebody has got to listen to it and go, um, well, if it gets to her, that means we have enough people listening who support me. So if you want that to happen, if you want my wife, if you want me to take this up with don't my do wife, that it's going to happen. No, that, that, that's okay. All right. <laughs> I'd be ready to face the music then. So if if enough people hear this, enough people really want to do it, spread this out, like it, subscribe, <laughs> do everything, do everything it. you can on any platform so my wife can hear this and then uh, she'll come to me angry and then we can have to talk. <laughs> I can talk her into it. As long as you are confident in your ability to persuade her, then go for it. Well, my wife is a preschool teacher. So she's used to dealing with little children's tantrums. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could just, you know, I, you know, we can get a sprinter or something and then we can just live on the road and they can come with me. Mrs. Ramatula, I'm going to be an astronaut. Hmm. I'm going to be Today's a baseball career player. Day. Today's career day. <laughs> I should have went to the, to the preschool today for career day and told them I'm a knuckleball pitcher. <laughs> no, I should have told them I'm a famous podcaster. Yeah, there you go. With aspirations of... Uh, of baseball playing. That's right. Well, that's all I have for this episode for episode number eight. 
You got anything else? Nope. I'm good. All right. Well, that's it. That wraps it up for my hopes and aspirations in um, episode number eight I and feel my like dreams. Teddy, I feel like Teddy KGB. Your dreams go like, <laughs> like this. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But hey, I, it could happen. It could happen. You never know. Crazier things have happened. So, yep. but no, everybody, um, thank you guys for listening. If you're, if you're watching in on YouTube, um, please give us a like and a subscribe. And, uh, if you guys are listening, um, anywhere else, thank you guys. We appreciate all the support. Um, and we hope you guys have a good weekend, rest of the week, wherever, whenever you're listening. And, and hopefully if we had done all die of the coronavirus by, uh, next couple. Yeah. Weeks. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. Everyone. I, I'm, I'm happy to have my health. <laughs> my health back. See you guys. All right. See you later. <laughs>